Hey friends, thanks for listening to the LifeScan Learning Lab edition of the Get Balanced podcast with me, Dr. Donnie, and my co-host, Chief Todd LaDuke. Episode 152. Welcome to the Get Balanced podcast with Dr. Donnie. If you're a firefighter, law enforcement officer, or emergency medical professional who would like to improve your family relationships, your physical and mental health, and want to have success at work and at home, well, this show is for you. Welcome to the Get Balanced program. Let's get started. Hey, friends. Welcome again to the LifeScan Learning Lab edition of the Get Balanced podcast. Dr. Donnie and my good friend, Chief Todd LaDuke, also the Chief Strategy Wellness Officer of LifeScan Wellness Centers. And Todd, this is an interesting one because uh, we recorded this live, uh, basically on site at FDSOA in St. Pete Beach just a, less than a month ago. And for some reason, I must have had the uh, Yeti mic on a uh, mute because uh, the voice file did not come through. So we have the privilege of re-recording this and we are very thankful. And I'll let you introduce our guests the way I normally do, uh, that our guests came back on. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, what I always say, technology is great when it works. But, uh, hey, we had a great dry run. This is version 2.0. And... uh, um, we're going to have a great interview. Uh, uh, sorry, at the first time, and I, and I know this one's going to probably even be better because we've had some time to uh, to uh, ruminate and think about and, and had uh, some great uh, learning at FTSOA, as you mentioned. Um, so without without any uh, further um, um, segue, I just want to jump right in and introduce our, our guests. We were honored to have uh, uh, Chuck DeSmith, Deputy Chief at the Renton Regional Fire Authority at Washington State. So uh, Chief, thanks for taking time out of your schedule and uh, doing version 2.0 of the podcast. <laughs> thanks, Chief Todd and Dr. Donnie. It's great to be here. Absolutely. Why, why don't, um, Chief, uh, I know um, you uh, you're known uh, well throughout throughout the region and the industry, but some of our listeners and Donnie reminds me all the time. I have to be mindful that um, we've got hundreds of listeners that tune in every week. Um, some of them even from an international uh, audience. So, for our listeners that may not uh, be um, familiar with with yourself and in your career, um, if we could, why don't you start just by telling our listeners a little bit about um, your journey, how you ended up uh, getting into the fire service and, and where that has taken you um, to where you are today. Sure, sure. Well, I've, this is my 34th year in, and in 1988, I, I started um, part-time working. I'm a, I'm a local kid in Renton, and um, I wanted to kind of continue to serve in Renton. And so I found a, a fire department that was close by and I kind of felt my calling there. Um, had a, a few of my father's friends that were firefighters and the opportunity to, to work together as a team to actually do something positive in the community always um, was important to me. So once I started um, and was hired full time, uh, I knew I found my passion. And so the idea of growing up in Renton and spending all my time with my friends and kids. There were always parents looking out for us. Um, And I saw that position in the fire department where I could actually help those who looked after me. So it was a, it's a wonderful gift to actually and an honor 
to serve the community that you grew up in. So I'm, I'm still living in Renton and uh, yes, yeah, my 34th year and continued to promote up. I, I was fascinated by leadership. Um, and if there's times when I wasn't sure where the fire department was going, I knew I needed to get involved and um, serving others is what I believe true leadership's about. So yeah, so 34th years as the deputy chief and feel lucky that uh, I get to be designated as a health and safety officer, which is sometimes one of those positions that's other duties as assigned. And uh, I'm thankful for my fire chief, uh, Chief Heitman, to elevate that position to you know solely serve in safety, health, and wellness. And Chuck, Chief, what does that mean to you though? When as in serve, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a. I love being a student of leadership and servant leadership, of course, is a very um, uh, talked about leadership style, if you will. Um, but what does serving in that health and wellness capacity, what does that look like for you? Yeah, yeah, great question. Um, the serving, at least to me, makes me think about you want others to do well. You're investing in others and you see their successes um, as, as something that that is part of that passion. You uh, help, especially when things go well, you make sure that they get the credit. Um, when things aren't going well, you step up to be the one that's like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm first in line here and, and be able to lead from the front that way. But at the same time, you are supporting your members, um, not only when they're at work, and this is something I'm excited to work more with you, Dr. Donnie, is uh, learning how to support our members outside of work. They have a whole nother life. They have families, children, hobbies. Um, how can I continue to support them outside of work? And why do you find that important? I find that important uh, just because uh, the challenges of today, I think our folks are seeing more of everything. It's very demanding in the community that they serve. And so when they can have that balance of having time off, enjoying life, um, understanding finances, understanding sleep habits, understanding a healthy diet, healthy relationships, our community benefits because our members will come to work um, healthy on, on all ends and they're ready to serve. And they, they do. Our community needs 100%. So to do that, they have to have that balance at home also. Oh, absolutely. And, and folks, I'll tell you one thing is that uh, Chuck just does not um, talk the talk. He walks the talk as well, because if you would, if uh, we have something coming up uh, in about a month, right? We do. We yeah. do. You share a little bit about that, because I think it is just top notch. I mean, I, I love what you guys put together. Thank you. Thank you. And it's it's been something that the folks have been asking for. Um, I believe that when you do work, even uh, as fortunate as we are in the fire department with 24 hour shifts, um, you do get to know folks pretty well. You, you learn to trust them and you have to at times trust them with your life. But when you connect with their home life, um, their relationships, their children, their hobbies, what they're passionate about outside of work, then you get to know the whole person. And if a time comes when anxiety, depression, a tough call happens, 
that connection to their home life and you get to know them better, I believe that we're more more bonded. We're definitely more trusting. And so that builds a stronger relationship at work also. So having this event is something that um, we're offering. It's a chance for us to socially get together, um, to work with you on that balance of home and life, to bring a member of your family, anyone, uh, to come to the event. And so it is, it's the, the melding of the two and committing, you know, the department to raise the funds to, to provide that is definitely um, important to us. Yeah, well, I'm really looking forward to it. That's for sure. Yeah, it's gonna be a great, great couple nights together. Yeah. Hey, Chuck, I, Chief, I it would like maybe if you would to our, our listeners, you know, I've had the opportunity to um, to work a little bit with with you and and um, been able to observe, um, at least from an outsider's perspective, who who's spent a good amount of time in the fire service, kind of your department and, and really your region um, yeah, sat in a, a couple um meetings where where you all seem to really um as a fire service within the region um approach um how you operate um as a region and the collaboration the cooperation and um breaking down some of the silos and, and maybe you know uh, um working together very cooperatively uh, can you touch on that a little bit we have a, a lot of listeners from different departments and um, I'm sure from your perspective in, in 34 years in the service, um, you don't all, always see um, regional cooperation in, in such a system planning type approach. Can you touch on that a little bit? Sure, Chief. Yeah, when I started in the 80s, we had 43 fire departments and each of those departments had their own chief. Uh, we're down to 12 now and it's continuing to shrink. So what's happening is that fire departments that are slowly moving away from being a municipal fire department now be, can become a regional fire authority. And when we went to the voters to say, we are going to be a, a regional fire authority and we'd like your support, we were promising them that with everything that we do, that we're going to make their tax dollars stretch as far as possible. We're going to look out for their needs by sharing costs with others. And this is to me a, a very wonderful thing about the fire department. Unlike other first responders and police, we are used to working together. I think we work well as teams. When we have a large fire, there's no way Renton by themselves can handle it. So we have mutual aid. Now that started with some of our training activities where we didn't have to all build our own training tower, our own facility, our own staff. We can start by being regional with our training and everything started to build from there. We're doing uh, logistics as a group. Our fleet service is a consortium as a group. Our mobile integrated health, our planning, and now with our behavior health consultant, we're gonna build a behavior health as a region. And again, we are, Different communities, I believe every community, whether it's rural, or urban, or suburban, we have our own flavor, but there's so many of the same needs that every fire department has that it makes perfect sense to regionalize. Yeah, no, that, it was certainly very obvious uh, that, that you work very closely together with your regional partners. And, you know, I, I remember even after, you know, 9 11, um, 
and I, I don't know who said it, but it sticks in my mind, you know, even, you know, uh, FDNY, the, the largest fire department in the United States, you know, it's at some point, every department um, is going to need a helping hand um, in, in having those relationships forged uh, well ahead of that time on a day-to-day -day proactive basis uh, goes a long way. Um, and you kind of you kind of touched on. It. I'm going to ask you um, one of the one of the ways I was introduced to yourself into the region. Quite frankly, um, was you all um, not only at Renton but largely throughout the region um, have a, used that approach for your um, annual. Um, comprehensive early detection physicals and, and you've partnered with uh, ourselves at LifeScan Wellness Centers to, to help deliver those. Can you touch a little bit on um, that the approach and, and what you've seen with the physicals and how they've been received by the members? Um, and for our listeners out there, you know, I, um, I know that was a topic at FDSOA um, that was, you know, uh, Donnie and I were focusing on early detection and then how do we change behaviors uh, to make folks a little bit healthier and a little bit safer. So you talk a little bit about that, Chief? You bet, you bet. Um, we started about 20 years ago and we we're some of the few that required an annual physical. When the NFPA standards were just coming out, we wanted to be ahead. And this was a tough thing. People immediately saw an annual physical um, almost in a negative light. But as we started to remove that stigma and people uh, started to understand, you know, that this is a preventative measure for them. And it started very rough. Um, we, we went through a couple of vendors, but once we got to LifeScan, um, we applied the regional concept. We're able to have a shared physical space that LifeScan can be in. Um, it sets up perfect. We've invited, we have four departments now and, and more are on the way that we can share a, a Flexbook or calendar. We can have people um, talking about the physicals and what do we wanna add in the future and have those discussions. The annual physical and, and, and in particular, the ultrasound that LifeScan does um, has been a game changer for all of us. This is something that is normal in other countries, but it's really foreign to us to, to be scanned once a year. Um, and the personal service and the report out that LifeScan gives um, is important. And I'm, I'm looking forward. I hear you and Dr. Donnie talking about how we can really touch base with people and, and getting that baseline Everyone with LifeScan gets a baseline and building off that baseline, firefighters tend to be a little competitive. So it's whether, you know, the, the wall sits or the plank time, we, we like to push ourselves and having that wonderful base personal serve that you guys do is phenomenal. So I'm, I'm excited to see it grow. Yeah, we're we're uh, we're fortunate uh, as well, uh, Chief, because I, I know uh, when I attend your regional planning meetings, and and then when I meet with you personally, whether it was at FDSOA or uh, like we do today virtually on opposite sides of the country, um, you're always for your members, you're always in for your region department, you're always pushing, pushing. You know, how can we do better? What can we do more innovative? Um, so we're, we're excited uh, with the partnership, but we're also very excited that we've got um, innovators such as yourself that, that are always pushing us to find what's the next level. Um, you know, we're, 
uh, for your listeners out there and, and uh, you're having Donnie out in a couple of weeks, you know, we're, we're talking about how do we incorporate um, some of Donnie's work into the life scan process um, to be able to not only uh, screen on the front end, uh, but then provide uh, resources um, for ongoing support of our of our members. So uh, we're excited. We're, we're also, uh, um, as you might be aware, in, in the uh, stages of building out a, a pretty neat um, uh, electronic medical uh, record and app that will, uh, I think, be a game changer, allow um, your firefighters to directly access a lot of the resources and even their their physical uh, results and uh, rate rate on their own phone. So some good things going on, some exciting things, and uh, I thank thank you for being one of the drivers of innovation within within the region. Yep, you bet, Chief. Uh, I want to I want to ask you, um, you know, and, and ironically, this is probably Donnie's land, so I'm, I'm going to swerve in it and hopefully not uh, not hit any anyone in the lane. Um, <laughs> You know, you, you've got a lot going on. Um, you talked about a 34-year uh, career. Um, you talked about taking care of, you know, your firefighters, not only on the job, but off. Um, let me ask you how, you know, I've had the opportunity um, to talk to a lot of chiefs, and um, I think it was Jim Page prior to his passing saying he knew a lot of uh, chiefs that were professionally successful. He knew a lot of chiefs that were personally successful, um, but he didn't know a lot of chiefs that were both personally and professionally. So let me ask you, how, how do you balance it all, um, both, you know, on the job and then your off-the-job commitments and family and relationships and, and prioritizing? How does how do you make that sweet spot and balance, find balance in, in uh, the responsibilities that come with, with leading uh, in the fire service? Uh, that's that's a great question, Chief, and it's um, it's not without help. And I, I uh, pulled that out of Donnie's book. <laughs> Donnie, and it, it is it is because I think once you get into leadership, and I mentioned the importance of being a servant, um, you can give so much that it it takes from you, and and you actually start um, losing your abil- ability. So focusing on giving yourself time, uh, giving yourself permission. I think because somebody will ask me, you know, chief, uh, what's your work schedule? And I just tell them available because there's really a little bit of truth to that. If somebody needs you, um, you're at that position. If somebody's hurt on a weekend, it's you're going to be in the know. There's a large fire uh, incident. You're kind of available. So taking that time, um, it's sometimes the little quotes that I hear from Dr. Donnie and uh, a perspective. It's getting up early, take, really seize the morning. Um, take that time for yourself, whether it's uh, first thing you do, you hit the floor, you become grateful for the day. Um, grateful that you have a house, that you have a job, that you can actually make a difference. Um, meditate. Uh, I think meditation is a huge, wonderful practice. Uh, journaling, writing things down that you're really looking forward to today. Uh, working out, um, giving yourself that time in the morning. And then because the rest of the day, people are going to take from you. And so to have some balance, it is really not forgiving to give to your, not forgetting to give to yourself. Give yourself that time um, and that will help you serve others uh, much more effectively. 
And I think that's the huge shift that we're trying to all make here is that because I think for decades and decades, and we may have been like this ourselves at one point, is that we feel guilty about taking time for ourselves. We take we feel guilty about taking that extra time to exercise or um, any healthy of the behaviors like that. And that's where I think we're trying to turn that tide a little bit to say, hey, this isn't taken away from others. This is actually adding to yourself so that you can give more to others. And I yeah. think that's exactly what you're talking about is that we're, we're just, we need to shift that tide a little bit to where it's just not okay to take time for yourself as you do with your department. You encourage people. Yeah. We get, we, we have to be healthy to serve others. So I think that's awesome. Yeah, that, that great, great sage, you know, we normally end the show with asking, you know, a, a piece of uh, life lesson to, to give to those coming up. But I, I think you just gave it. Um, and, and that was some some great, insightful wisdom, um, you know, that we all probably have to take to heart and practice a little bit more. Um, so, Chief, I, I want to be mindful of, of your time. And, and there's so much more, you know, Donnie's going to be out with you in a couple of weeks and we're getting ready to start your physicals again. So I, I know we're going to have you back on for version 3.0 um, and, and continue this um, dialogue. But I want to I want to kind of just end by asking you a little bit about um, just your experience at the uh, uh, FDUSOA. Um, I know uh, Donnie and I just taped a, uh, Wellness Wednesday, a uh, short clip about uh, our perspectives on uh, the learning and the, the event. But uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on um, on the, the event in St. Pete and what uh, what you took away from it. Yeah, thank you. It was it was my first event, actually, um, being able to, to go. And always the, the classes were amazing. Um, I continue to always usually try to hear you and Dr. Donnie speak, and you guys are in a great combination uh, to bring it home and excited to where it's gonna go. Um, we had some wonderful speakers um, hearing Dr. Lori, you know, from the fire administration, and, and she is so good. She's very inspirational that talks about recruitment and retention of our newer generation, uh, Gen Z and, and millennials, which is so important. Um, meeting many other safety officers with a, a passion for not only just trying to um, sustain us, but go down new roads because we, we are, our, our, our fire service is evolving and being able to work with the people who are looking down the road at some of those future needs, um, always inspiring. And again, Florida is a beautiful place. So we love the BOSA and I'm gonna continue to go and encourage others. <laughs> Fantastic. They've, they've really built something uh, special and uh, I encourage our listeners out there if you haven't had the opportunity, that's the Fire Department Safety Officers Association every January. Um, and, and they've really brought in some um, some great partner organizations. Uh, they had the uh, Science Alliance, uh, did Nerdstock, which was our research community. They had the uh, the First Responder Center of Excellence. Uh, I, I encourage you to check out their website, fdsoa.org, and uh, great event. So thanks, Chief, for your perspective and sharing uh, as a first-time attendee. And um we're gonna uh, we're gonna certainly look to have you back on here soon. But I want to thank you for taking time out of your schedule and sharing some great insights with our with our audience and our listeners. You got it. Thank. You.
All right. Thanks, guys. Excellent show. Hey, if you're a firefighter, law enforcement officer, or EMS professional who enjoys this podcast and would like some help with your work-life balance, you need to check out my Get Balance program. Not sure if you are balanced or not? Join me over at DonnieHutchinson.com and take the quiz. Together, we are going to get you balanced.